You're listening to KEXP at 90.3 FM in Seattle, streaming around the world at kexp.org. I'm Cheryl Waters. I couldn't be more excited to have Valerie June and her band live in studio today. Welcome. Thank you, Cheryl. It's good to be back. You look wonderful in this new studio, and you just look wonderful in general, as always. I'm as excited to see what you're wearing as I am to, <laughs> to hear your new music, The Order of Time. What a gorgeous album. And you're going to play songs from that today. Yes, I am. Valerie June is playing the crocodile here in Seattle tonight, and we are so delighted to feature her live on KEXP. Thank you. What well, is there a light that you have inside you can't touch? A looking glass, you can only show you so. Much. Follow the signs, slowly but steady. Don't rush. The day will come when you're ready. Just trust.
Absolutely beautiful. We've got Valerie June live here in the KEXP studios playing songs from her new album, The Order of Time. What's next? The next song is called Two Hearts.
You're listening to Valerie June live on KEXP, the new album, The Order of Time. Valerie, can you introduce this wonderful sounding band? Yes. On the drums here is Ryan Sawyer, New York-based drummer and good friend. On the keys, Dave Sherman. He's also New York-based. Over on the Country Gentleman electric guitar is Andy McLeod. And he's not New York bass, but he did play all of the electric guitar and several instruments on The Order of Time, the new record. Um, so he's part of the family since the beginning. <laughs> and on the bass is Matt Marinelli, who produced almost every song on The Order of Time and played multiple instruments. And I'm honored that I get to be on the road with him. And, you know, he started helping me a long time ago, and we've been working together for at least three years now, so that's kind of cool. That is cool, and <laughs> welcome to all of you. You sound amazing. And Valerie, speaking of Matt, and it's so great to have him here, you enjoy working with a producer. I know you've said that you learned a ton working with Dan and Kevin on your last record, and I'm going to take a wild guess and say things went great with Matt since he's on tour with you. Um, but what do you enjoy about working with a producer and what'd you learn the first time around and what did Matt teach you? What was exciting about this record? Well, it's kind of endless what I learned the first time around and it just keeps going and unfolding those lessons. But one of the things that I really enjoy about working with producers is that my process is really internal. It's very insular and having an outside ear on songs that have been coming to me over the last decade is kind of important because I'm really into them and I live in this little bubble with these songs. So having someone who has perspective on the outside is really helpful. And also the producers being able to invite the right musicians for the right song because if you're a follower of my music, then you know that I'm a songwriter, and I'll write the song that comes to me, and I don't judge it. I don't say, oh, I must write a blues song, or I must write a rock and roll song, or I must write a soul or country song. That's why I have songs that cross so many genres is because they just come, and I can't tell them what to be. But the important thing is that I surround that song with the musicians that are going to give it the best light. Like, if it is wanting to be jazzy, then I'm needing to put in the room with musicians who understand that kind of sound. If it wants to rock out, I need to put it in with some hard musicians that want to rock out, you know. So, um, and sometimes it's hard, you know. Sometimes a song can go from a room with the jazzy into a room with rocking, into a room with country, and it's trying to find its home because songs are living things. And the producers and the musicians help me to be able to find the home for these songs. Well, there are a lot of sounds and a lot of voices on this record. I'm curious where you recorded it and what that environment was like. And I'd like to also mention with all those sounds and voices, there's a lot of space there as well. That's true. It's like soundscapes versus, you know, walking into a tight room. It's like you're in a beautiful outdoors area. And I can say that these songs were mostly recorded 
in Vermont on and like at a studio called Guilford Sound and we were in the middle of nowhere 500 acres snow everywhere nature everywhere and so the songs might have picked up on that as well um, other songs like Shake Down I got my father and my brothers to sing on it down in Tennessee so we packed up the recording equipment and set it up in the living room of our family home there in Humboldt Tennessee and made the magic happen Others were done in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Recording and Seaside Lounge. So they have like a God Soul was recorded at Brooklyn Recording, most of it. They have this uh, city feel like it's up, you know, it's like they want to dance, you know. What's going on tonight kind of feeling. Um, and so I think the songs pick up on the environment wherever they were recorded. You mentioned that you have your brothers and your father on one of the songs. And I know you grew up in a family where everyone was singing and also in uh, a church where you had all these voices. And there's just no denying that you have such a unique and beautiful voice. And was it all those voices around you that you were drawing from as growing up? I'm curious what it was like to have songs, um, you know, just everywhere you went at home. Oh, yes. I was just at church Sunday because my sister got married in Humboldt and Jackson. And the next morning, my mom was like, y'all come on and join me for church. So I went in and sat with 500 people and the song leader called the songs and we all sang. And I just, I don't go every Sunday. I'm on the road all the time. And, you know, it's just a special moment when I get to go in there and be with my family, all of us together. And so hearing the voices, it's like I remember, you know, my 18 years being surrounded by all of those voices, no instruments, no choir, just everyone singing. And it was so beautiful remembering all of these voices. And, you know, some of the elders have passed, some of my, my father even has passed, some have passed and some have been born. And just seeing these voices change over time, you know, it's really a wonderful thing because voices do change, you know, they age and they they, you know, they live longer sometimes if they're recorded than the person who sang the song originally. So it's really a magical experience to be a part of music and be surrounded by voices and having them come to me and also being a fan of other artists, you know. It does sound like an extraordinary experience. And you did just mention that there weren't necessarily instruments around. I've read in interviews that you said there was singing in the home, but no one was really playing instruments. But you now are a multi-instrumentalist. I'm interested when you decided to pick up an instrument. You have a fondness for the banjo, which I also do. I love that in all styles of music. And you, you do that with the banjo. Yeah, I really love the banjo because... I feel like it can't be bound to one genre. Like, we always want to thank bluegrass or Americana when we see it, but it's got soul, it's got jazz, it's got all of those things. My um, sister is really good friends with uh, Dom Flemings, and he came to the wedding. And it was really neat to sit out there in the back of our yard where the reception was, and we both had our instruments and we played and he played some jazz on the banjo and then I played soul on it and you know it's just such a playful instrument. Then my brother started singing in on it and then a few of the other folks around started singing on it. So I love that instrument and I feel like it wants breath and it wants life. It doesn't want to just stay in one one genre. It doesn't it wants to dance like a saxophone or a trumpet or a drums or any other instrument. So I think that's a cool thing. And I also ran into at Sun Studios when I was just there 
a couple of days ago, taking some folks on tour around, I ran into some of my musician friends that I played with and when I was living in Memphis. And um, one of the things that happened was that we started talking about how we were all raised in the Church of Christ and how no instruments were allowed. And it was really strange because I felt like I was the only one who was raised in Church of Christ. But then Jason chimed in and was like, I was raised in Church of Christ. Then Daniel chimed in, I was raised in Church of Christ. And because we weren't allowed to use instruments, Daniel said, maybe that's why we all play instruments now. That's so interesting. So I kind of went crazy with it. And I was like, I'm going to play every instrument I can get my hands on. Even right now, you have an array of instruments <laughs> spread out behind you. Yeah, so maybe it made us hungry for instruments. I don't know. Well, I'm so happy that you dragged that banjo out on the dance floor as often as you do. And you uh, talked a little bit a few minutes ago about your songwriting and how a song just comes to you. Does it just come to you at any part of the day when you're shopping? When, and, and then what, how do you grab that? What do you do with the, that song that's coming to you? They do. They come while I'm doing other things. Like, uh, you know, cooking or sometimes sleeping. I've written songs in dreams. Twined and Twisted, which I played on KXP oh. last time, came in a dream. Um, you know, I'll be washing dishes or, you know, watering the plants or walking through the airport or driving. A lot of times they'll come while I'm in motion driving. Um, and usually I'll just have to keep it on repeat in my head, singing it again and again until I get to a place where I can stop and put it down on paper or record it on my phone. And when I don't get the whole song, then I call it a skeleton, and I have all of these books full of skeletons. So when I get called to do a writing session, like when I was writing with Dan Auerbach, that was what made me want to work with him. We had magical writing sessions. And um, he was like, what have you been working on? And I opened up my book, and I sang him a few things. And then right before I boarded the plane to go work with him, I received the little piece of Tennessee time. And so I sang that for him. He was like, let's, let's work with that one. So the thing is that sometimes a song will come all at once. I feel really fortunate when that happens. It's like I can't even explain to you in words what it feels like to get a whole song. I'm so happy. Even if it's a sad song, I'm like, whoa. Um, but then other times I only get these pieces. And then sometimes I get a piece and it'll be years later and I get the other piece. Or sometimes I sit with another writer and they have the other piece. So um, it's an interesting thing, the songwriting and how the songs come. And the biggest thing I can do is not put any pressure on them, not push them, just go about my daily life and let them come whenever they want to. And um, because I have tried to sit down and write songs like, we're going to write about golden shoes today or, you know, about blue walls or whatever. But it's not so easy for me. So this process of, of writing the songs and allowing them to come to me, which is what I did on the order of time, that is a totally different process from the process of sitting with another songwriter and saying, we're going to write songs today. And it doesn't always work when we sit down to write songs. So I always have a lot of popcorn around and tea and, you know, whatever we need to make it through that day. And when, when I am sitting with a songwriter, like Wyatt Durrett is a songwriter I recently wrote with, and we do finish a song together that day, we feel so 
good. It is a shared experience that used to make me fall in love with these people. <laughs> so in my early writing, I fell in love with everybody I wrote with. <laughs> and it was a problem. I was like, oh, God, I want to marry them. <laughs> no. So, um, so I had to learn how to be a professional songwriter <laughs> and just write songs and not fall in love and just be like, yes, we shared something great, <laughs> you know. Because it is like falling in love when the songs fall into place. Well, you fall in love with your songs. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you uh, made the funny example of gold shoes or blue walls, because I've read that you s see songs in colors. Sometimes they come in colors. I was talking to PJ Harvey when I was overseas. She came to one of my shows in London, and um, I said to her, well, how do you get these songs? How do they come to you? And she said, I see films, like short films. That's, what, that's the way they come usually. And I was like, well, I've only seen one that way, and that was a song Shotgun that I wrote, and it terrified me. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I'm glad a lot of these songs don't have visuals. They just, they live in a space, a lot of them, where there will be, like, colors. Like, Astral Plane is very colorful. There's lots of colors, and it's spacious, and it's, it's like ethereal, and it's otherworldly and iridescent, and I get to go there. Front door is the same, where I saw this light, and I moved towards the light. And that light is kind of like a front door, you know? It's kind of like a spirit door in a spirit world. And they have other worlds, these songs do. It's hard to explain, and I don't feel like we have enough time for me to get into all of that here. And other songs, they're just very earthly, like Man Done Wrong or Shakedown. Those are just like... I want to take my shoes off and I want to touch the muddy ground and I just want to dance in the rain, you know, these kinds of songs. They don't really have like an ethereal home. They're more earth songs. So the songs are, they come from different places. They're all over the place. And I'm glad I get to go to their world. And when I play them for an audience, I hope that, the, that they get to go to that world through me, you know, that it's like a portal and that they can go there and sit there in that world where the song was when I wrote it, you know. That's fascinating. You please come back again and we'll talk more about that. <laughs> We're live in the KEXP studios with Valerie June. The Order of Time is her new album and she's going to play another one from that. I understand Nora Jones helped you out on this song on the record. She sure did. I feel fortunate. Last time I was in Seattle, it was at Benny Royal Hall and I opened for Nora Jones there. And um, she's such a fan and friend that when we called and said, hey, would you want to sing on the record? Because we need some female vocals, and yours are the best on earth. <laughs> she sure did. She came in a seaside lounge, and she knocked those vocals out like that, her and Matt Swift. It was awesome. <laughs> That's great. That song is called Shakedown, and this is Valerie June live on KEXP.
Valerie June live on KEXP songs from the new album, The Order of Time. Valerie, tell me about that title. Oh, Shake Down. Well. <laughs> Actually, I meant the album title, but oh. you can tell me about Shake Down as well. You've got great stories. How about the order of time? The order of time is a really, it's really the only title I could have given this record because the songs took place over the last decade of my life. And, you know, some of them were written when I lived in Memphis, which has almost been seven years that I've been gone. Some of them were written, you know, on the road, like Got Soul was written as I was traveling. I was telling you I receive songs sometimes when I'm in motion. Um, others were written like right before I was going in the studio, but that's very rare for this record <laughs> because most of them were written over the decade of my life. So I think about it and I think about how with the last experience, it was this thing of pushing and pushing to manifest this dream. And that's a beautiful path and journey to follow. But as I was looking at the landscape of the whole journey so far, time has played a big part in it, you know. A lot of planting of seeds and watching those seeds tend in the garden and watching them just kind of sprout up a little bit and giving them just enough sun and being very patient and allowing time to do the rest. So there's a beautiful thing about time, how you know, while the songs might have been written over the course of time, also my journey as an artist is this, you know, working with time. And then if we look at it not about me and not about, you know, my life and my journey, but just people and how one spirit leaves earth and another spirit is born. And just the ruling of our cycle here on earth is all by time, you know. And so... I just wanted to give a little light to time and the moments that we have. And as we listen to the record, it deals with all the different emotions or ups and downs that this journey of life might have over the course of our time here. And I think that's, you know, important for us to be able to tap into those emotions that the songs make us have. If I can't do anything, then it's telling a story and making people feel something is what I want to do because I feel like um, a lot of the things that are happening in our world today, if we had a little bit more time to really feel what we're feeling and get in touch with it, and not to get too hippie-like, but just let those raw emotions just come out, then um, I feel like we could take it a little bit easier on our earth cycle here and be a little kinder to each other and live in a beautiful light and just shine, you know, which is kind of what I want to do, which is why I'm wearing all these shiny clothes these days, <laughs> to remind people to tap into their inner light and to reflect that and to just shine as much as you can. You don't have long here, you know. You got to do it right now. <laughs> Every day you wake up, just go for it. Just be like, okay, I'm the star of this show. I'm going to make it happen today and shine, you know. It is your life. Well, there's a lot of emotion in this record, and it is absolutely beautiful. I want to thank you so much for coming by today, and I'd love it if you'd play one more. All right. You're listening to KEXP, Valerie June, live in our studios tonight. She plays a sold-out show at the Crocodile. She'll be down in Portland, Oregon tomorrow. Oh, there's that banjo. Okay. Get it in action here.
Make it dance. <laughs> well, I could sing you a country tune.
on KEXP. Matt, Andy, Dave, and Ryan, and Valerie, thank you so much. That was amazing. Thanks for having us. Always welcome. I hope you'll come back soon. Thank you. You've got to tune to KEXP Seattle.